Thank you, Dan. I'm using his fancy mic today. I didn't want to have shaky microphone hands, so here we go. Um, as you all know, I'm Mel Stevens. Some of you don't really know me, so my husband is the bearded tattoo guy over there. <laughs> I, got, I got four kids. My oldest is Simon. Then we got Bennett and Talon, and I have a girl baby at the end, 10 years old, Serafina. And many of you all know kind of our journey of, you know, refining and chiseling and all the things we've been going through, especially if you heard my last message. But we've literally been just trying to make our lives, just everything around us, go straight vertical, straight, straight to him so that we reflect him and in turn, we bring him glory. That's all we want to do. Now, don't get me wrong, we're not perfect. We aren't like, oh, yes, we're just these holy people. That's all we do. No, we fail, and we all do, and that's just how it goes. But anyway, I'm glad you've paved the way with grace. So grateful to be on the journey. But so all six of us have just started going to a chiropractor. <laughs> we've, we've <laughs> it's, it's definitely an adjustment. <laughs> Yay, I'm so glad people got my joke. I, I had a whole line here telling you guys that it was a funny joke. I didn't have to say it. Anyway, but it really is an adjustment trying to figure out six people going to the chiropractor multiple times a week. But our chiropractor explained it in such a way that we just couldn't not because our spine is connected to everything else. And if one thing is off, you're all messed up. So I'm going for pain. The rest of them are going for just because. <laughs> anyway, so what I'm talking about today, and this started out, I was going to start talking to all of you guys about body, the way you're... You, I don't even need to care about what I was going to say because the Lord changed it all. <laughs> and he wanted me to talk to you today about the importance of being aligned body, soul, and mind. So here we go. Get aligned, and it costs something. And so in the same way that I'm surrendering my whole life to God, the way that he wants us to live, I've surrendered it all. Just get rid of it. Getting rid of all the things. And the same way I'm surrendering my life to God, I'm surrendering my body to the chiropractor. <laughs> I'm surrendering my own will, and I'm letting go. But surrender is no joke. You won't see an army commander just, oh, sure, I'll surrender, whatever. No big deal. He's not going to do it without a fight. He's not going to do it without thought or deliberation and loss. But we need to surrender who we think we are, surrender you, who you think you should be, how you think your life should go, how you think you should look. It's not about you. During this, it's so hot up here. Holy cow. <laughs> No wonder I had to buy Dan towels. Goodness. Wow. It's so hot. Anyway, during this process of pruning, refining, or chiseling, we call it all those things, I realized that I spent most of my life believing lies about my own self, about my body, about the way I should be, about all those things. So I'll have changed so many things in my life to align myself to his will. I'm still here agreeing with lies that are in my ears. And I was really struggling with it. And one day it hit me. This is just a bunch of untrue statements and I'm not going to believe it anymore. I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to say it out loud. No more. This is who I am. 
this is how God made me, and I'm going to accept it, and I'm going to take care of it. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, and the reason why I know that stuff is because I lean in, I listen, I listen to him, and I lean in close, and I talk to him all day long, <laughs> and he gives me the truths that I need to live my life by. And the truth is we've been created in his image, not yours, not what the person next to you thinks, not anybody's, but yours. Genesis 1.27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So I'm here to tell you, stop believing lies about God's person. Because those lies are not who you are. Stop the thoughts in your tracks and start thanking him for making you the way he did. There's a reason. There's a reason. Stop comparing yourself to others because you're unique and you're special. And he gave you your likes and your dislikes and your passions. And it would be really boring if we were all the same anyways. Psalm 193, 13 and 14 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Oh, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. I know that. I know that. I love that I can say that I know that he made me fearfully and wonderfully. It's amazing. So believe the biblical truths. Get the word world out and the world in. That is like my mantra. I'm just like, nope. Turning it off. Turning it off. You're not what the enemy sends you are. You're made in his image, and it's his timing, and it's his plan, and we just need to get in line with it because his plan's going to happen anyways. So we just need to surrender and give him control over our body, our soul, and our mind. And you can begin by starting each day with the incredible revelation that you are actually God's child. Like, what an honor like, what a privilege. We've been born into royalty. Like, I just, oh, I just love that. I have multiple family members who are my family, but they don't have the same blood as me, but they are my family. And they were literally born to be in my family. That's, that's who they are. They're not identified by their situation. They're just being where they're born to be. And oh, I love them, all of them, especially my little dude over there. <laughs> I hear you talking to me, Walter. <laughs> so when, when you become born again into Christ, you become who you were meant to be, who you are when you follow him. That's who you're meant to be when you're following what he says. Second Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So the old has passed away. It's gone. But we just, we just somehow seem to hold on to the old stuff. So... The old you is not who you are anymore. Right, Beck? I've had multiple conversations with Beck about it. It's just, we, it's not who we are. When you, when you let things go, don't pick them back up. It's not who you are anymore. We're the king's children. Put your crowns on. Start acting like his, the king's child, right? <sighs> okay, going into the soul part. We have to awaken our souls and sing his praises. What, how cool was that song today? That, that's what I'm talking about. Singing his praises. Waking our souls. Oh, he's going to help us. Get, get us through each day. 
everything you face in each day. Lean in and listen for truths. He's speaking them over you every day, but sometimes our ears are clouded by other garbage. Don't let anything around you be louder than his voice. Psalm 139 says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Oh, let him search you. Let him have, a, let him have permission to clear away all the stuff that we let in. One of the most important things that the Lord's been showing me along this journey is that knowing and walking in your true identity makes your relationships with God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit deeper and more intimate. And I don't think I realize the importance of knowing like the three, like just three relationships. And it's really meant a lot to me. I have, okay, I have a weird kind of vulnerable story I'm going to tell you guys. I went with Danielle a few months ago. She bought a pig, and it was butchered, and it was far away in, like, some faraway place. And so she was like, hey, why don't you just come with me? We can drive together. No problem, right? So I'm, I'll pick you up. We'll drive. Not knowing that on the drive there are many wind turbines, and I do not like those <laughs> at all. I've always been afraid of them. I've always been creeped out by them. They're huge. They're like right there and they're big and spinning around. They're weird. I don't like them. My sister knows this. She sends me videos of them often. <laughs> she drives to see her daughter at college. Sometimes my niece sends them to me. Hi, auntie. And it's wind turbines just spinning around. And I, then I have to like text a whole bunch of things so it's away. <laughs> Anyway, it's weird, but it, this story gets better because I don't feel too nervous about him anymore because as I'm driving and there's wind turbines everywhere, I don't like them. Normally, I close my eyes and do deep breaths and get through them. I don't like, I couldn't do that. I'm the driver, right? So what does Danielle do? What Danielle does, she's such a sweet friend. She puts her hand on my back. She's like, Mel, it's all right. It's all right. And I'm like, and I'm trying to drive, okay? There's wind turbines, and there's, they're in front of me. So I'm like putting the visor down, and I'm like, oh. She's like, why don't you ask God to show you something good about him? And I'm like, there's nothing good about wind turbines, okay? I don't like them. She's like, come on, come on. So we're driving. And I could, she's praying. I could feel her praying. I knew she was because I could feel peace. And I realized the Lord shared that there's three blades, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're all important, and they're all necessary. And wind turbines are necessary for the farmers. They need them. I'm like, it's okay. They need it for their energy. I can drive through it. I, I got to go. I, got, I can do this. They're all necessary. But it really spoke to me because the three, I was just learning that anyways. So I was like, oh, all right. They're necessary. We can drive through the wind turbines. But it really did speak to me about mostly about the Holy Spirit, that part, knowing that the relationship of the Holy Spirit. So <laughs> relationship with the Holy Spirit, plus the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we all know this, right? The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Why would you not be wanting to walk in the Holy Spirit when these are your fruits? This is what you get. 
this is what you get. I mean, that's all we need, right? So there's no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Whew, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff that we are meant to be learning, but I want to keep in step with the Spirit. It's who I was created to be. I want to be in step with the Spirit every day of my life. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. Oh, did I have a stony, stubborn heart? And I will give you a tender, responsive heart. Oh, I, that's all I want is a tender, responsive heart to everything, to you, to all of you, to everything the Lord wants me to do. I want a tender, responsive heart. And a lot of stuff comes up as we walk through this kind of same but different life because we have new eyes and new ears now. So it's like we're doing the same things, but it's like, ooh, that's not, that's not who I am anymore. So that comes up a lot. I've learned a lot, right, reminded a lot of the things I'm not is really what it is. And a lot of it is because I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will say this until I'm dead. <laughs> the renewing of your mind. It's just, it, everybody knows the verse. I'll read it. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't. Don't conform to the pattern of this world because we can be in the world, but not of it. No, thank you. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have to renew my mind every day, <laughs> every day. New, my, my new and, but my new and improved thought life has transformed me. It's not just allowing these fears and thoughts and lies and whatever else come into your mind. It's recognizing the stuff that makes me feel sad or heavy or whatever else and telling the enemy no more. I'm not hearing it anymore. Not hearing it. And it's literally changing my life because I'm changing my mind. Do you, have you guys ever seen that? I, we had a video, but there's a cat meme where it's like swiping the negativity and whatever. That's literally me all day long. I'm like, nope, I'm not gossiping. Nope, I'm not listening to that. Nope, I'm not going to complain. We're not doing it anymore. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to be anxious. I just give it to God. And it's something, it's so freeing. It's been so freeing for me, especially having teenage boys and they're not always home all the time. I'm like, where are they? What are they doing? Just pray. That's all you can do. I'm in step with the spirit. Just walk around in my house. Just pray for my boys. Pray for everybody. Whatever. There's a battle for your mind every moment. Every moment. And you have to fill it with truths. Philippians 4, 8, 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. We simply cannot carry on in the opposites anymore. False, wrong, impure, gross. You get it. We're not doing it. We have to believe what our Father says about us. And you have to 
wake up and tell yourselves truths every day because the enemy is going to get in there. He knows just how to get in for me. I know he does for you. He's clever, but so dumb because he keeps trying. He keeps knocking at the same door. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that anymore. Shut up. <laughs> Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, shut up. I got Dan's mic on. Listen, look at me. Listen to me. <laughs> anyway, we have to believe what the Father says about you. All the ones we know, we're strong, you're loved, you're worthy, you're forgiven, you're his. Listen to this one I just I, I found. Psalm 34, 5. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces shall never be ashamed. No shame. Radiance, lift up your head, look, check your posture, no shame, you are radiant, look to him. If we start out the day in the depths of despair, like, oh, open my eyes, okay, I gotta do all this stuff today, these kids, this house, whatever, long list of to-dos, all these things, nope, 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 stop, rewind, start over, start fresh, and thank him, thank him for your job. Thank him for your home, your children. If you opened your eyes, you have something to be thankful for. Praise him and look to him, oh radiant ones. He's looking at you with a glimmer in his eye and thinking, wow, this is literally how I feel now. He's looking at me like, wow, I really love her or him, however you want to go about it, whoever's thinking about it. She's perfect. Oh, Here's a little dead branch. We're going to prune that off. We don't need that anymore. Here's a little uneven spot. Let's prune or chisel that stuff away. And I'm here for it because all I want to do is be like him. It, and all the rest is not who I am. So stop holding on so tight to things that are holding you down. As, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal those things to you right now. Let the King of Kings have his way in you. Give him permission to prune and shape you into who he designed you to be. And who do I see when I look at myself now? <laughs> I see a woman that God designed, a woman after his heart. I see a woman that he loves with all my flaws and everything else. And I see a woman who loves and trusts and surrenders everything I have to him. And I love him so much that I want him to prune and chisel me. <laughs> I ask for it. I ask him to show me when to exercise and move my muscles and what to eat and who to pray for and who to call and what to think about. We need to let him remove the stuff we picked up from the world along the way. It's so much easier to travel down this road without a bunch of heavy baggage. Please, please let me tell you that. <laughs> you all know, I'm just saying, pruning is a part of the process. It's good for the plant and it's good for you. So many times I've had something really on my heart that the Lord's just been teaching me, and I've just kept it to myself. And John usually comes running in with his Bible. He's like, dude, you got to hear this. you got to hear this. And he'll read it to me, and I'm like, okay, look what the Lord's just been showing me. And he's like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. I'm like, God's got the chisel out again. What's John's response? Always. Because <laughs> we're here for it. We want it. We want it. He wants us to be a righteous people. Um, I'm, I even feel like convicted about stuff I didn't even know was a problem. And I feel it because I believe that I was made in his image. And all this pruning and chiseling and stuff is making me be like him and see like him 
and feel like him. We were recently, a couple months ago, we were at a big music festival and we wanted to see, we wanted to, I know, I know, Lily loves live music too. We love live, we love live music, but uh, we wanted, it was this huge festival, like four days long. We went for one day, because we're old, and, <laughs> and we wanted to see, we realized this year how old we, we were, <laughs> for sure. I was like, dude, I cannot do three concerts in one night. No, never again. So we went, we wanted to see three bands out of this giant festival, because, you know, some of them are a little iffy, whatever. So we saw the one. Saw the next one, had a great time. The whole place, everything, the vibe is just fun. Everything is just great. And then night fell. And I was like, this feels weird. I've never felt this before at a concert. And I was like, huh. It didn't help that the one guy yelled out, does everybody got your consent forms ready? Before the band came out, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> what are you talking about? So we listened for one second, and we were like, yeah, I don't like this. And John's like, I want to go. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because as soon as it, it was like the one, like the beginning, I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not a good. I knew it was a bad spirit. I knew it. So I immediately started praying in tongues because I know, thank you, Fee, how important that is. I didn't realize how important it was until you, until you shared that. So we, we ended up leaving. And as we were walking, we're like literally walking through a wasteland of people that I hadn't seen before. So I'm like, wow, we have new eyes. And John's like, what does this mean? Does this mean we can't go to see bands anymore? We love live music. And I'm like, I don't know. This is bad. Like, we need to get out of here. As we were leaving, we could literally hear demonic voices in the music. I have never heard that in my life. And John was, John started saying, can you hear that? And before he even said, I was like this. I, I've never in my whole life, I was like, get me out, get me out. I can't, I can't be here. So I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? So what now we can't go see live music anymore? And we're like, no. But I was, I couldn't believe it because the la at my, my last talk, and I talk about it all the time, about the world is really two parts, good and evil. And the gray area in the middle is kind of going away and you can tell, you can feel it, you know, it's, it's hardly there anymore. And you really can't have your feet in both. You really can't anymore. And it's, it's just not who we are. So we've, we, we know now we can't see certain bands <laughs> and we know that. So anyway, all that to say, check your posture, your body, your soul, and your mind. I'm constantly now, because of the chiropractor, I'm constantly pull, putting my phone up like this because I'm always putting it wrong. I'm always like, oh, oh, check it. Put my shoulders back. Check my posture. And I'm the same with my mind. I'm like, no, check it. Check, no, get it out. Same with my, with my, um, with, <laughs> I can't even think. <laughs> same with my soul. Thank you. So everything. It's just, it's, I need, we, you, we need to be vertical. Constantly vertical. So get the lies out. And at the end of the day, it's our job to make our heart and our mind a lovely place for the, for the Holy Spirit to dwell. And that's all I want because I want him to dwell with me all day, every day. So we're on a journey learning and seeing 
what God sees and believes about us. We're all on this journey together. So let's link arms. Let's walk this path together. Don't leave here today without getting prayer or talking to someone or making plans to see somebody this week or have lunch. Let's commit to loving each other without condition like Jesus loves, like a family. That's it. That's it. For real. I love you, church. I love you. Short and sweet. Wasn't that good? Wow. Mel. Johnny, are you proud? Whoop, whoop. Wow. That's so good. The title of that message is Pigs, Turbines, and Chiropractors. Mel, that was so good. How do you feel adjusted? Feel adjusted. Feel adjusted. <sighs> I don't feel God's done today. I think he wants to just adjust. You know, you've got adjustment, but I feel like, you know when the chiropractor like puts his knee in your back and you're like, is this going to be good? It's like, no. But afterwards, it's going to be better. Just close your eyes for a moment. Mel quoted this scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures it's because it, it just means, it has so much meaning. And it's, she quoted the psalmist where David said, Search me, O God, and see if there be any. Many translations translate it wicked way, but actually it's a Hebrew word that only appears twice in the whole of the Old Testament. And it's the word hurt and pain. And so what David is actually saying, which when you now you read the whole psalm in context, it makes sense that David is saying, search me, God, see if there be any hurt and pain in me. Because when we allow God to heal the pain in us, it stops the enemy having a landing pad to come and infect open sores with disease. One of the words for the devil is Beelzebub, which means Lord of the Flies, and flies do, which is why we hate him so much, is they land in excrement and then carry the excrement and look for open sores. They land in them so they can drop the excrement into them so they can bring disease. I'm not being gross. I'm just saying this is one of the names of I'm saying that to say this. Starting next week, we're going to start a series in this house called Healthy Church. Because if there was ever a time where the church needs to be healthy, and by that, I don't mean this congregation. I mean the church at large. This sleeping giant that is rising across the earth. This army that is making herself ready. The bride that's making herself ready. The body that the Bible says should be fitly joined together, functioning under the direction of the head, the house that is built, the vine that is fruitful, then we've got to get ourselves ready. And so often it's just the little things that just need correcting, like a chiropractor. And I'm going to run.
write this, say this statement, and then I want to pray. And it's just simply this. If you've done wrong, repent. If you've been wronged, forgive. If you've been wronged, repent. If you've been wronged, forgive. Those two words, repentance and forgiveness, are so foundational, but because they're so foundational, sometimes we forget them. That's why in Revelation, Jesus says, go back and do the things you did at first. And so when we repent, the Bible says times of refreshing comes to us. Healing comes to us. So when we repent, the sore gets taken away. When we forgive, the sores get healed. Forgiveness, giving forgiveness, receiving forgiveness is so important. But when we forget it, and we don't, you know the Bible says this, as far as the east is from the west, listen to this carefully, I have removed your sins and I remember them no more. God, if God doesn't remember our sins, then neither must we. And even at the sound of my voice today, some of you are like, yeah, I've already done that. But have you though? And this is where Mel is really, really pushing into such basic, simple things. But micro decisions have macro consequences. And we can easily just run past them. And so on this thing of healthy church, I'm going to talk about what, what does the church across the world look like healthy? What does the church across the world look like? Like moving together in the same direction. One more time, close your eyes, I'm going to pray for you. Some of you perhaps need to go and repent. Maybe you need to ask the Lord to forgive you. And repentance is recognition of wrongdoing. It's not saying I'm sorry or I apologize. It's recognizing that we're wrong. It's feeling the sense of I've been wrong, which is remorse, and redirection, which means I will not do it again. It's a 180-degree turn. And when we forgive, it's saying, I hear that you are actually asking for forgiveness, that you've recognized your wrongdoing. And I totally, completely forgive you. And I will, listen to this, not bring it up again. Why? Because love keeps no record.
Some of you need to forgive yourself. You're locked in shame, locked in disgrace. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren, but he will continue. He'll have a, he'll continue to accuse you until you can stand up and say no. start another message. <laughs> we, 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 we. <laughs> just going to ask them just to, just to pray over us. We've got just hands out, hearts open. Just, just come and pray for us. Pray for us. Seal these things. Okay, just to say one more thing. We're teaching this on the foundry right now. If you hear the word, Deception comes from not actually doing it. This is, this is, this is James was written to, to new believers. It's really, really simple. If we hear the word but we don't do it, we deceive ourselves. Just to clarify, that means this. If we heard the word today but we don't do it, we leave deceived, which is almost worse than when we came in. So let's just say, okay, let's just one more time just say, Lord, I'm going to do the word right now. I'm going to put this right with you. I'm going to put this right with myself. I'm going to. Some of us just need to forgive ourselves. Some of us have wronged other people, and we got to let the circle of confession be as wide as the circle of offense. Just go and put it right. Hey, I did wrong there, and it's such a wonderful thing to encounter forgiveness. Acts three says, "When we repent, times of refreshing come to us. We actually leave refreshed. You can leave here refreshed. Some of you could been." holding on to stuff for most of your life. You can leave here free today. Just one more time, close your eyes. I have Johnny and Mel just close, close out the meeting. Everybody stand up. Sometimes when we come to the Lord and we pray, we feel heavy. Do you know there's actually joy? There can be happiness and repentance. When we turn away and we see something for the first time and it's clear, the enemy still wants to just make us feel heavy because he desperately wants us to keep ourselves separate from him. So anything he can do to continue to try to keep a divide, he's going to do. And this whole uh, image that Mel talks about, how we see ourselves before the Lord, the enemy wants to convict us and the enemy wants us to feel that we're not good enough. The enemy wants us to feel like we can't give that thing up or we keep failing and we keep failing. We're so imperfect, but we are imperfect because he is perfect. So when we come before him and we ask him to help us, we don't have to feel heavy 